0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rock Squad Podcast, your destination for the latest in rock music news, reviews, and discussion. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Nick Chino. I'm joined by my co-host and bandmate. It's Dave Marini. What's up, Dave? Hey, Nick. How
1: you doing, buddy? Hello, everybody. Before we get started today, make sure you drop down to the bottom of this video. You subscribe to our channel. You like this video. You hit the little bell so you get notifications every time Nick or myself or us together put anything out onto the YouTubes. (laughs) Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow me, Red Coast Records, on Instagram, on Facebook. It's been a
0: wacky world in rock and roll right now, Nick. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. You can follow me at The Walking Nick. And uh, yeah, in terms of stuff we put on the YouTube channel, did a rock albums ranked for Biffy Clyro last weekend in yeah. anticipation of the new album, The Myth of the Happily Ever After, which is out this Friday. Uh, so that's up on the channel right now. That was a lot of fun to do. Uh, Dave, you and I are both huge Biffy Clyro fans, mm-hmm. both very uh, stoked for this new record. Um, like, what would you say is your favorite Biffy Clyro record? Would it be like Opposites or Only Revolutions or like Celebration of Endings? Like, what's your what's your go to?
1: The last, the last three records, I think, are in in the books for are the same for me. Yeah. I just I've been so deep in the band, I don't think like some of the earlier stuff actually is uh, a little harder for me to get into.
0: It's but, Like yeah. every
1: once in a while, I'll get into like kind of a grunge mood, and I yeah. will like would I'll throw it in, and for whatever for whatever reason, it fills in that gap for me. But uh, the yeah, the last three records have been amazing. Uh, since they started working with Good Garth too, like from nah. that phase on all amazing uh love the band can't wait to hear the whole thing
0: i love everything
1: they're doing um yeah man i love it i love i love vivi definitely an underrated band throughout the world uh the brits and uh europe know what's up so you know they're they're right up there for me with muse as for like best live bands.
0: Yeah, totally. Definitely my, my favorite rock band on the planet. What I think they are the best rock band on the planet. The thing is, is that, uh, you know, they, they do have those earlier records that are a little bit uh, more math rock, a little bit more screamo. Um, and I've gotten into those records over time. Uh, but I was saying in my rock albums ranked that when those albums came out in the early 2000s, I definitely wasn't into that kind of music. Uh, I've come to kind of grow into it, but I'm, I guess both of us would be considered more new school Biffy fans, even though we've both been a fan of fans of the band for like a good decade now. And we've seen them live multiple times, Um, but we're kind of new school in the way that we like their more mainstream arena rock sound a little bit more than the, uh, the indie screamo math rock stuff that they did earlier in their career, which I still enjoy, but those records definitely ranked a lot lower on my rock albums ranked list. So I was kind of worried that, the old school Biffy fans were gonna were gonna come after me and be pissed that I was ranking them so low. But what can I say, you know, like uh, Opposites, the double record that they put out in, uh, in 2013, that was the, not to spoil it, but that was the number one uh, record on my rock albums ranked. And that's just, it's got everything you want from a Biffy record. It still has those huge, heavy moments, but then it's really melodic. Uh, there's some bluesy kind of stuff on there. There's some poppy stuff on there. And I think uh, as songwriters and as just music fans, you and I can really appreciate when a band stretches things and, and tries different stuff.
1: Yeah. Opposites is amazing, man. You know, um, there's so many bands that fall into a pocket of like, this is what we do. We were talking about that earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, like some sometimes you can't get out of being, being that band, like, like ACDC or something. And like, I love ACDC and there are some other bands that we won't mention, but uh, <laughs> when you, when you, when you do something so well that that's all you can do right it's, it's a it's a blessing and a curse you know what i mean there's like like there's an expectation but there's no branch in it like it's you know what they want you're like kind of pigeonholed and as an artist as a creative being pigeonholed is the worst possible situation to be in mm-hmm. so yeah yeah. yeah, for sure.
0: You, you can have kind of a signature sound, which is fine. And a lot of bands uh, explore those signature sound in their singles. But you definitely want to pick up a record and be able to explore different sides of a band. So, yeah, when you put on an ACDC record, uh, as great as, it, great as it is, and as uh, much as we love that kind of rock, or that hard-hitting four-on-the-floor rock uh, with those huge riffs, uh, it is nice to change things up from time to time on a record. It is a delicate balance for any musician and for any band. Um, but, uh, Biffy do it really, really well. And, uh, yeah. yeah, really looking forward to the new record. We're going to talk a little bit more about them coming up about them and one of our other favorite bands, Don Broco putting out new records this Friday. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit, but first let's get into our opening act topics on this week's rock squad podcast, which are some hot, hot news items in the world of rock Ooh. music news are on fire. The first opening act topic is that Jack White has released a new solo single called taking me back. This is his first solo song since 2018. He played all the instruments on this song, and it's, it's, it's a pretty cool track. I'm not really into Jack White very much myself, but this one has a little bit of a hard-hitting uh, feel to it. It's gonna feature the new Call of Duty Vanguard video game. It's uh, it got you know, some punchy drums, it's got some signature fuzzed out Jack White guitar. Um, what, what do you think of this track, Dave? And what do you think about Jack White in general? Are you a fan? Well,
1: first about the track. <laughs> oh the thumbs down ooh savage i i was never a white stripes fan me neither um i i just i just couldn't get into the white stripes i'm sorry Uh, (laughs) but i did have uh, a moment in time where i was digging a lot of his solo work yeah i didn't have a lot of the solo uh singles they were putting out uh but this song to me i I don't know there's something to me with with artists that try to be too self-serving a little bit like where it's so, like, you're trying to be so different that you, lo- you lose what was good about you, like about you as an artist, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're, you're pushing it too far the other way. And, you know, obviously there's times it works like a radio head or like a, you know, whoever. But um, for me, this I just feel like it's a try hard song a little bit. I love that it's a little bit more aggressive, but I don't know, like production-wise, I wasn't sold on any of it. And like, I didn't like the drum sound. I didn't like, like, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. This song definitely was not for me. Just be picky. Down. Stop I, being picky. Stop being picky, Listen, <laughs> I don't bitch about, I don't bitch, I don't bitch about bands very often. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't, I, I, like, I'm very supportive of most bands we have on the mm-hmm. thing. And I think he's a great artist. I just, I, this song, other than being uh, a more straight ahead, like aggressive rock, alternative rock song, uh, I'll give them that. that. I'm glad that's the direction, yeah. but everything else for the song did not strike record.
0: <laughs> you see, I'm on the opposite end of this because I, I'm the same as you. I'm not a huge Jack White fan or a White Stripes fan, uh, but I like the track. I was into it. I thought it had some uh, some cool riffs in it and some cool hooks. So that was new for me, even though, you know, I say, like, I'm not a fan I think I'm just in general, not a fan of Jack White for, you know, when, for some reason, sometimes musicians just don't appeal to you in the way that they write, but there are certain songs that he's written over the years that I really do enjoy, uh, in terms of like white striped songs, like dead leaves and the dirty ground, you know, I'm a sucker for seven nation army. Uh, you know, fell in love with a girl, even though I didn't like it when it was released, it, uh, it grew on me over time, especially when I was, uh, when I was in university because, uh, uh, my buddy Ryan would listen to that kind of stuff and then and I would listen to it as a result, but uh, you know, it's uh it is what it is. I, as far as Jack white stuff goes, it's it's not too bad. I, I personally,
1: if you're going to get, if, if you're going to listen to some Jack white and you want to check out some Jack white, I would suggest like the rack on. Tours.
0: I love rack on tours. You yeah. know,
1: I like the rack on tours. That's, that's a project yeah. that I enjoy. So mm-hmm. like, it isn't like I have a hate out for him. It's just, certain projects he's been involved with don't do it for him
0: <laughs> yeah well and i and i never really listened to the dead weather which was another project that he had on the go for a little while there i never really checked out their stuff but yeah raconteurs is definitely my favorite of the of the stuff that he's done uh in addition to the white stripes and his solo stuff like levels a great song uh yeah. many shades of black's a good song although that is not a oh, yeah. that's not a jack white song that's uh one of the other members of uh of uh Rock and Tours wrote that one. But I do I do enjoy some Jack White stuff. I just I don't I don't know what it is about his general presentation and his music. It just doesn't appeal to me in the way that it should. Uh but that's okay. You can't win them all, right? Like you can't like yeah. everybody.
1: And hey, you know what though? This isn't the first conversation I've had with somebody that feels that way about him. So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this <laughs> and you feel don't hate way, us, what's, please. What's your what's your favorite uh Jack White project? See, we're saying that the rack on tours is more our cup of tea. Yeah. What's your, what's your, what's your project that he's worked on? What's yeah.
0: The what's your, what's your Jack White's uh, project of pleasure?
1: Yeah. Leave a, leave a message. Send us a message. <laughs> no, nothing nasty. Let's be good. Let's be nice. Let's
0: be yeah. Nice. Just let's, let's be nice. Just let us know in the comments, what you think of Jack White? We're being nice and so should you. Let's get to our next opening act topic on this week's rock squad podcast. And that is Tom Morello has called Zach DeLaRocca, the greatest frontman of all time the rage against the machine guitarist this new album out uh solo record called the atlas underground fire but he took some time to praise his front man from rage zach de la roca he sings the, he's the punk rock james brown and he is the greatest frontman of all time uh, tom morello also praised the, the late chris cornell for his abilities as a singer and songwriter that's a toss-up you know he's, he's had some some good uh, projects some good front men that he's worked with over the years but uh Do we agree that Zach DeLaRocca is the best frontman of all time? Personally, I would say that he's definitely up there. Um, I'm a pretty big Rage fan. I wouldn't say they're my favorite band of all time or anything, but I I enjoy some Rage. As far as being a frontman goes, uh, he's amazing. But then I suppose his, his lyrical prowess and his ability, his rhymes, his ability to sing is probably what sets him apart from other people. It's hard to think of uh, another frontman that is as politically charged and as able to incite uh, people's emotions and people's uh, feelings about different issues than than Zach And Rage Against the Machine, uh, they were supposed to play a tour that got postponed because of COVID, but it was really exciting that they were gonna get back together and do another tour. Uh, and uh, it'd be great if they released some new music, but either way, I wouldn't say Zach LaRocca is the best frontman of all time because that is such a complicated discussion. There's so many different uh, frontmen, front women that would be in the discussion for that. But um, I don't know. What do you think, Dave?
1: You know, it's that's a tough man. You're right. That's a very tough argument. Like you think about impact in a genre. Yeah. Um, how far uh, rap rock went,
0: or rap yeah. metal went? Yeah.
1: You know, it's you know, like you know, you can say that Kurt kicked off grunge but grunge was over pretty quick and rap rock and rap metal went deep into the 2000s
0: yeah like so, is fred durst in this conversation
1: yeah no he's definitely not <laughs> like, but zach but zach definitely should be yeah and you know it's not like you would your first thing would be like oh no and like of all time uh but then you think and you're like you know there might be better vocalists there may be better songwriters but the the combination of the you know the poetry mixed with the energy mixed with the presentation mixed with the the just the vibe of that band and the aggression whoo it's tough yeah. man he's on my
0: top five for sure Bro, no top but. five you're going going top five you think oh yeah just, is sure. that just your favorite or do you think like he's the best my like
1: my favorite top five of all time
0: Okay, would, would Chris Cor- where would Chris Cornell be on that list?
1: Uh,
0: five, five, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Real- when I think of best frontman of all time, like obviously personally, Liam Gallagher would be on that list for me. I know he wouldn't be on that list for like everybody, a lot of people, but Liam Gallagher would definitely be on my list of favorite frontmen. Uh, it's yeah, it's hard to. It's hard to think you know i love dave grohl but you know i don't know if that he would be on everybody's favorite uh, favorite list either yeah like we're talking like front of a band right like not yeah. like yeah yeah no yeah i think like um, the
1: majority of my five would probably be from the 90s
0: yeah and then For like band, you know with a,
1: with a robert plant thrown in with yeah
0: robert plant yeah
1: um you know there's a few there's a few there's a few that you know, in my top ten, I'll give him my top ten. You know, like okay. but he's up there, bro. He's up there, yeah. like you know, for artists that I appreciate and that I listen to on a regular basis. um, Yeah, he's def he's definitely up there.
0: Yeah, right sure. under Kid Rock. Yeah, Kid Rock's up there for sure. All right, well, let us know in the comments who your favorite front man front woman is, and uh, and let us know. We'll get the discussion going on this week's Rock Squad podcast. But let's get to our final opening act topic for this week's show, and that is Biffy Claro and Don Broco both putting out new albums this Friday. This is kind of me and Dave just indulging in bands that we really like. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's some new releases this week. Don Broco putting out their new album, Amazing Things, uh, which is their fourth studio record. And Biffy Claro putting another ninth studio album called The Myth of the Happily Ever After. Um, I just want to kind of talk about it, Dave, because personally, I'm, I'm excited for both. And we were talking about it on the show a little while ago about like which record we would listen to first. And the thing is, I was thinking that I might listen to the Biffy one first because I've heard less of the Biffy Clyro record than I've heard Ooh. of the Don Broco record. Like we've heard five tracks so far from Don Broco. We've only heard two from Biffy. So uh, I don't know. It's going to be a tough call. I'm going to definitely be listening to both of them very early on Friday morning. So we can get some rock album reviews up on the channel. Uh, it's, it's, it's exciting because we, we love the, some UK rock with these two of our favorite UK rock bands. We've seen them live in Toronto and like kind of small venues. They play huge venues over in the UK. We see them in smaller venues over here. Uh, Don Broco put out another awesome video the other day for their new song called Endorphins, which is them uh, having a little riff on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which is something that Dave and I can both appreciate because we were both uh, of the age group that was uh, watching that when it was originally on TV. Uh, So I think I'm excited. I'm very excited for both, but I'll probably... I'll probably, I'll probably toss on Biffy first and, and give it a solid listen first.
1: Yeah man, I think I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna give the Biffy right through and then I'm already so into the new Don Broco record. yeah that, you know I, I find it I, I will be very surprised if it's if it's four or five you know okay songs because the first yeah. five have been so strong yeah. you know they, their whole campaign has just been feeding us. Like like our our age group our demographics so well yeah uh, they have a they put out a single called Gum Shield and uh, they they all turn into professional wrestlers yeah. this one for Endorphins they turn into the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers it's you know it's our two worlds coming together in one band it's pretty yeah. hilarious so yeah. Uh, yeah I can't I can't wait for both I definitely know less about what's going on with the uh, Biffy side of things but uh, I did like the last record too. So and I like I don't know it's a win-win on a Friday for David Nick. That's what's
0: yeah, happening. no, totally yeah. It's amazing that these two records are coming out on the same day. It's, we were talking uh, earlier in the week about Don Broco. They had to delay the physical release of the new record Uh, it's coming out digitally on Friday, but then because of production issues and delays with like making records, they had to delay the physical release until sometime in the new year, January, end of January, I think that's, that's kind of disappointing because as you were saying, they had this giant uh, release plan that they've been rolling out over the last six months since whenever uh, the first single came out and they obviously are very, deliberate about you know releasing new songs on the on the way to a new record they're very conscious about putting out great videos as you were saying but there seems to just be a major problem right now with manufacturing of of uh, of records and and labels and pressing plants can't get them together and they can't meet bands release dates and it just seems like the manufacturing side of the music industry can't keep up with the marketing side of the industry. And I, 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 I work in that kind of field. And so I, I see the struggles that bands and artists and labels are going through to get their music out there. We put out music. It's been a while since we put out a physical product, but uh, as musicians ourselves, we like to, in the same way, we take a cue from these bigger bands and these bigger, bigger acts of how they, market their music and we look at it the same way and we we love it when bands uh roll out music in a very deliberate way in 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 advance of a record so yeah it's kind of disappointing that they couldn't get the physical stuff together but still cool that we can hear it digitally on friday
1: yeah oh yeah super heartbreaking they put out a very like somber i know (laughs) (laughs) they're all just like you know, staring down their record label pretty much like, you fucked us over. But
0: yeah, yeah, it's
1: one of those things like, uh, right now for whatever reason, the way music's coming out and what is in demand, like vinyls in demand and all these things, yeah, yeah, no one can keep up with stuff. Supply chain's been messed up for COVID too. So, you know, it's, people are running into these issues all over the place if they're looking to print stuff, you know. uh, Unfortunately, they also had a misprint on some cds yeah so literally release day there's no physical uh product to be sold which is going to affect their chart position which will probably affect you know the back end of their contracts with whoever they're um getting put out by right now so yeah Yeah. it's a shit it's a shit show it's you know who's going to take the blame i know you know this better than most in your line of work like that shit shit can go sideways on release day.
0: Yeah. 100%. And it's, I don't know what the solution is obviously having more production facilities and everything would help clear out the backlog. But I also think that uh, the music industry has gotten a little bit too big for its britches in a way, because it's, it's getting bigger in the way that they're marketing vinyl, especially saying that every release now has a super deluxe edition on this color vinyl and this color vinyl and this colored vinyl and every, every different edition. So they can't keep up with their own marketing push. So they, they release all these different records and they release all these different versions, but then they're unable to get it together on time. And that's the that's the problem. And so there's all these these backlogs and delays and it's not just the music, it's in other forms of media and other products as well. I don't know if it's necessarily just because of COVID, obviously COVID has taken a big bite of a, a bite of all industries, but it's just this this general problem. And it sucks because as music fans, We want to support the music. We want to be able to buy the music when and wherever we want to. Uh, But sometimes it gets very difficult. It gets really difficult to support things. And uh, in in the example of Don Broco, their record, that is such a huge part of, uh, like you're saying, getting into the charts and a huge part of putting out an album album that uh, it sucks that they weren't able to uh, or it's not their fault but it sucks that their their people weren't able to get it together but when it does come out in January I'll buy the vinyl and the CD uh, and uh, it's still cool that they were looking out for their fans because we still get to hear the album on Friday they could have delayed it they said in their video and on their post that they could have delayed it until january but that would have been very disappointing and i don't think that would have made anybody happy so it's good that they're uh that they're going to still be releasing it on friday yeah
1: it's you know you gotta you kind of gotta go with the waves on this one you can't really mm-hmm. fight it it is disappointing that the production can't keep up with what's going on yeah and you know like it seems to be you know you get you know the spotify argument with you know okay we'll sell other music and you know don't rely on streams but when you can't even sell physical copies like what's going on here like what what kind of system is this that you know so i don't know yeah man it's really disappointing i feel like you know as an artist who puts out things i totally know that feeling of like the moment like the rug getting pulled out from underneath Mm -hmm. your feet right at the wrong time you know so yeah and you're expecting these people you know these musicians and artists to keep things going and things cost money to keep going and you know tours get booked on chart positions and things of that nature so it's tough it's tough when you put all that money and all that effort and all that energy and you're on the hook and you're on the hook for a lot of money yeah uh and things start falling apart and it's not because you're not doing your job you know you're still making the content you're still making the videos you're still pumping it out to fans writing the songs recording the songs playing the shows oh it's it hurts man it's a gut punch it's a gut
0: punch. yeah totally well we'll have to support them uh, and you know stream the album as much as we can and i'll buy it on itunes and put it on my ipod and everything and uh it'll be just fine hopefully they'll they'll be able to get a high chart position and excited for biffy but you know now who comes out on top the both the records come out on the same day this guy dave comes out on top gets some new tunes that's it you but too. Nick B- Nick Biffy must want a number one record too. Right.
1: Yeah. Does Biffy have physical copies?
0: I think so. Yeah. Oh
1: shit.
0: Yeah. I i I'm, I have one of their one version of the album on uh, order right now. It's supposed to be delivered on Friday, but I'm not sure if it's a CD or LP. So we'll see. One or the other. Really? You know, you know what this sounds like to me? It sounds like maybe a little bit of sabotage. Yeah. Oh,
1: my God. Maybe a little competition made Biffy nervous.
0: Yeah, exactly. Claro versus Broco. Battle of the Somebody weird band names. The name, red so. button in the factory. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Destroy the, the release platform. plan. All right, let's get to our headliner topic on this week's Rock Squad podcast, and that is Paul McCartney is going to be inducting the Foo Fighters into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The induction ceremony is happening in just a couple of weeks. Now the Rock Hall is confirmed. Which artists will be inducting this year's crop of bands and artists into the Rock Hall? And none other than Macca himself will be inducting the Foo Fighters. Uh, he's uh, he's good buddies with Mr. Dave Grohl. They've been they've been good friends for a long time. McCartney played uh, drums on a track on Concrete and Gold. They did a collaboration on Sound City. So uh, what, do, what do you think of this, Dave? Is Paul McCartney the right person to induct the Foo Fighters into the Hall of Fame?
1: yeah for sure that's a, that's an amazing uh you know what an honor to have paul mccartney induct you into the
0: freaking beetle
1: i think like either him or dave's mom should probably be uh be the one i don't know but that, yeah that's amazing how could you say no to that mm-hmm. um, well paul mccartney can say no to that but like yeah if, as the foo fighters how could you say no to something like that uh what an honor All the things that he's done with Dave, too, have been really cool. Like, I remember he did the Sound City thing where he did the soap, like the cigar box guitar, stuff like that. So, yeah, super cool. Who doesn't want to be with with Paul McCartney?
0: Yeah, it's cool to be inducted by a Beatle. Like, that's that's the highest honor. Although it's weird because, like, you wouldn't think, obviously, there's a connection there, but you wouldn't think necessarily that Foo Fighters musically would be the the kind of successor of the Beatles right because there, there's been so many more bands in between there that have yeah. uh, that have paid homage to the Beatles a little bit more than than Foo Fighters have musically but I think it's more because of the relationship that Paul McCartney has with Dave sure. Grohl and the Foo Fighters they've done so much together over over the years and yeah that is the highest musical honor I'm sure Dave Grohl is like it's just thinking, like, how is this happening to him that a Beatle, of all people, would be yeah. inducting him into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, and I know with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame every year, it's, it's always controversial because there's always that argument. Well, you know, how can you induct the Foo Fighters who've only been a band for 26 years uh, before you induct this band and this band and this artist and this artist who have been around for 40 years or 50 years? And that's always the argument every year uh, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I, as, as a big Foo Fighters fan... I'm down with them getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, I'm, I am I totally think that's cool. And having Paul McCartney there will be will be cool. And you can probably end up watching the broadcast on HBO or something. So bring it on. It should be cool.
1: Yeah, well, it comes down to this. Like, if you're a fan of rock and you don't think that the Foo Fighters at one point are going to get in to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm-hmm. over the last 25 years of what they've done, you're living under a rock. Like, that's yeah. pretty much what it comes down to. Like, yeah. if it wasn't now, it would be 10 years from now. So, it's one of those things like, yeah, there's always going to be a bunch of people that probably deserve to be in there. And I think they try to do, you know, they try to throw in a few, like, you know, remember, like, don't forget this person kind of entries every couple of years, too. So they can get around it. So they're like, no, no, they're in now. They're in. Yeah. <laughs> Stop about it. But, yeah. uh, you know, there's like, you know, infamously, like, Rush wasn't in forever, you right. know, and like, uh, Neil Young. I don't know if Neil Young's in yet. There's, like, all these like these Canadian guys that didn't, like, really, you know, de- purple for a long time didn't get in, you know? So, yeah. there's, like, uh, I don't know if ACD sees it. Like, the are question. they? I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's a, there's a bunch of bands that are, uh, you know, that should be in there that are never in there. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Foo Fighters, like, Dave Grohl Talks uh, openly about like learning to play Beatle songs on his floor. Who's yeah. who's not in?
0: ACDC was inducted in uh, in
1: two thousand three. Two thousand three. You know what I mean? Like that's not that long ago.
0: Yeah, but yeah. So let's see. Bands not in the Rock and Roll Hall. There's an act. There's a website. Not in the Hall of Fame. Okay, let's see, see with it. Is. <laughs> let's take a look. Uh, Oasis. I was gonna say that Oasis is it yet. Um. Pearl Jam's probably not in there, are they? Uh, no, they're in there. Judas Priest. I'm just, I'm just kind of picking names. Iron Maiden, yeah. New Order, Pixies. Uh, Coltrane's not in there, which he totally should be. Uh, the Monkees aren't in there. Wu-Tang not in there. Uh, it goes on and on. You know, There's all sorts of bands that aren't in there yet. Well, I feel like they're kind of getting to it now. Motorhead's not in there. Soundgarden uh, is not in there. Bad companies not in there.
1: Like, let's be fucking honest. It's no rock and roll hall of fame without Lemmy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, no one. Are kidding? There's just uh, there's literally. just certain acts that need to be in there, right? The, in order, otherwise, it's just totally Ill- illegitimate, and nobody nobody takes it seriously. The guess who's not in there? Uh, it's not in there. The guess who? Like how? Yeah.
1: Like are you kidding? Like come on. Um,
0: That's in in excess isn't there? Isn't in there? That's crazy. Uh, Boston's not in there. Uh, It's more than a feeling, buddy. Joe Cocker. Oh! Motley Crue. I'm speechless with the
1: Joe Cocker. Give me a break.
0: It just gets worse and worse, Dave. It just gets worse. I don't know. But that's that's just a snapshot. (laughs) Blue Oyster Cult. Pantera. George Michael. Blink-182. None of them. Not in the Hall of Fame. But that's okay. There's only so much room. There's only so many artists. It's still cool. I I do believe the Foo Fighters are totally deserving to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because, uh, really though, are they are the biggest band in the world, right? Like pretty much. Would anybody else have a have a claim to that crown right now? I don't think I don't so. Know. Muse is pretty huge too. Muse isn't Foo Fighters big though. Yeah, like in terms, so? no, they're they're big. No, Muse is big, but I feel like the Foo Fighters are bigger in terms of like just being an all around uh kind of loved everywhere playing stadiums band As for
1: working modern rock bands yeah they're definitely you know,
0: band, work
1: here's the thing working modern rock bands from the 90s
0: they right. are the biggest thing yeah, like ACDC would still probably be out there. And I'm talking yeah. rock bands, not... Yeah, rock band um, obviously, events. there's there's other genres of music where the artists are very big and much bigger than, <laughs> you know, yeah. these other ones. But yeah, in, in terms of rock, Foo Fighters, ACDC, is is anybody getting any bigger than that nowadays? I don't think so. It's hard to you get know, to that level. Mean. Not even U2 is at that level anymore. The Stones, yeah. you know... The Stones are the Stones, but you know it's yeah, like it's been a long time. Dale, Dale, Dale. The Stones. Well, let's let's not be rude. They lost Charlie, so yeah, um, we we got to we got to be nice.
1: You know what happens <laughs> when a band loses its backbone?
0: What? <laughs> falls apart.
1: Falls apart. bro.
0: That's falls. how it goes. All right, we're well, looking forward to Paul McCartney inducting the Foo Fighters into the Rock and Roll Hall yeah. of Fame coming up. In just a couple of weeks that is it for the rock squad podcast before we go we're going to do our tracks of the week a couple of songs that we've been listening to uh in our spare time dave i'll go first don broco endorphins we were talking about it on the uh the show cool. earlier looking forward to the new record amazing things coming out this friday and then a song i was listening to yesterday kind of more in the indie pop still kind of rock indie rock pop uh pop rock vibe It's by a guy called or a band called dell water gap And it's a song called "Perfume." I would think you would like it as well, Dave. It's a cool song, very poppy but still kind of a little bit indie. It's pretty cool. What do you got? I love it. I've been listening uh,
1: the last week or so. I've been like hitting the old uh, mid '90s uh, new metal train a little bit, Mm -hmm. and uh, I listened, I re-listened to some like Creed things that I was never really that into, uh, just to see what the hype was about. (laughs) And uh, I'm still not really into it, but there was, there was some good tunes. But I'm not, it's not going to be a Creed. It's not going to be a Creed song. Um, uh, A wind up records band though, from our neck of the woods, uh, Finger 11. I was listening to their first album, Tip. uh, And uh, the songs Above and Quicksand are my picks for this week. One, two of our favorite songs of all time from that genre, I'm sure.
0: I was listening to uh, "Drag You Down" the other day. It popped up on my on my on my iPod in the car, and I was like, "That's still that's a heavy song. Like, it's still pretty pretty good. Like, the guitars and the drums are great on that song. Super heavy. Yeah, we love Finger Eleven. They were one of our favorite bands growing up.
1: For sure, man. Yeah, amazing Burlington band, Rainbow Butt Monkeys, then Finger Eleven.
0: Yeah, incredible
1: records. Tip, Grace of the Blue Skies, top notch. Top notch. I'm not going to say new metal, but new metal era
0: rock from Canada. Totally. right on. That's it for the show this week. Uh, You can follow me at The Walking Nick. Where can the folks uh, follow you, Dave?
1: You can follow me at Red Coast Records on Instagram, Red Coast Records on Facebook. Also, myself and Nick play in a band called Fool's Union. We currently have a new single called Maniacs. It's available wherever you get your music, wherever you stream. We are there. Apple Music, we are there. Spotify, we are there. Fool's Union, Yell It Out Loud, Songs of
0: Maniacs. Yeah, and we just shot a new music video too. We did a, a little shoot this past weekend for our next single. Uh, which is pretty cool working on another. Yeah, we're on
1: top of shit.
0: We're, yeah, we're, we're very productively. <laughs> yeah. We've been great. So uh, yeah, hopefully we're going, we're going to look at the footage tomorrow night. We're going to go take a look and hopefully when nobody's got like, uh, you know, like peanut butter on their face or something, <laughs> it's, like, okay. it's like, where did that come from? Oh my God. What did I step in? Yeah. All right, cool. That's it for this week's show. Uh, until then, rock on Dave. Rock on Nick.